Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you again so much for joining me with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, if you've been with us the last couple episodes, you know that we've started examining a subject matter that people are quite interested in. It actually relates to what we refer to as the end times, the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know how much of this we're going to examine because we, I really believe that we could spend between now and the balance of time uh, to the Lord Jesus comes examining this. And we may do that because I think you can examine the entirety of the Word of God from this subject matter. But what we're doing now is we've been looking at uh, what we call Jesus's Olivet Discourse. Well, that sounds so formal, doesn't it? Sounds so seminarian-ish. <laughs> we actually find it in Matthew 24, 25, and uh, Luke 21, and Mark 13, I think. Uh, we find this simple discussion. Here's what it is. Jesus had been asked some questions by his disciples, and he was answering questions, and they were sitting on the Mount of Olives. That's all it is. And we've looked at the first couple of verses of Matthew 24, but we do well to go back and see what the context is. That is so, so important. And, you know, again, sometimes it is frustrating because I want to go back to the context of Genesis 1-1, you know, the, the, the see, okay, what does this mean in light of everything? And sometimes that's just too big of a bite to chew. So what we've done is we've backed up to Matthew chapter 22, and we see where Jesus has come into the temple. And from the very beginning, from the get-go, it was a tense time. Uh, he was being confronted by the religious rulers. He was being questioned about, okay, by what authority do you do this? Well, now, and we're going to begin in the 15th verse of Matthew 22, there's another group that comes up to him. And you're going to see it. There's group after group after group that try to trip him up. Verse 15 says this, Then the Pharisees went and plotted together how they might trap him in what he said. They're trying to get him in what he said. The same thing happens today that God-fearing people, the world tries to bring them down in what they say. They try to set them up. Now watch this, verse 16. And they sent their disciples, that's the Pharisees, to him along with the Herodians. Well, that's interesting. Uh, that's a political group, shall we say, political party. Herod, Herod was in charge, okay? And so they're sending along political representatives. Well, why would they do that? Well, we're about to find out very quickly. And they said this, Teacher... We know that you are truthful and teach the way of God in truth and defer to no one, for you are not partial to any. And yes, can't you just hear the sarcasm of the religionists dripping off here? They probably believed a lot of this. I think that's the reason that they, that they feared the people. We've already seen how the religious leadership feared the people. And the reason was they viewed Jesus as a prophet, as some of them viewed him as Messiah, because they knew, the people knew that he was a teacher. They knew that he was a teacher of truth, that he taught the way of God and truth, that he deferred to no one, and that he showed no partiality to anyone. And so here come these Pharisees, here come the Herodians, and they declare this. So they're setting the groundwork. They say, we know this is who you are. We know this is who the people say that you are. And so we're going to... Uh, Use this as our base. Verse 17, tell us then, <laughs> can't you see it coming? Tell us then, what do you think? This, see, the question is not, what do you know? What is the truth? What do you think? You know, we make that error quite often when we study the Word of God. 
Okay. As a matter of fact, it happens most Sundays in most churches. Uh, we'll get together and we will gather around either for a Bible study or a small group or a Sunday school class or something like that. And these are all fine and these are wonderful. And we may even have had a modicum of common study together that week. We might have read a Sunday school lesson together that week. We might have received a, a, a note or something from a, a small group leader or something like that. But just about every time the discussion will start with this. Well, what do you think? Now, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? We are to think, and it's good to know what each one of us thinks. But more often than not, we're asking that question from the perspective of, I want your interpretation. I want to know what you think about this. And then we'll ask somebody else, and we'll ask somebody else. <coughs> Excuse me. And let's say we have four or five opinions right there. Well, you've set up conflict. You've set up defensive stances already. What we should be saying is, uh, what is the truth here? What do we see here? As the truth. But they did not do that. They said, tell us, what do you think? And here's the question. Is it lawful to give a poll tax to Caesar or not? They're asking, is it lawful to pay this poll tax to Caesar or not? Well, Jesus saw right through it. The next verse tells us that. But Jesus perceived their malice. He perceived the evil intent behind the question. And I tell you what, the Lord will do the same for us today. If we will simply trust in Him, if we will tr simply depend upon Him, He will give us revelation, understanding, wisdom, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, enlightenment into a situation. And we can perceive by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord will let us know what is happening with something. If we'll simply ask. So He perceived their malice. And then He said this to them, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Well, whew. See, Jesus was just doubling down on what was happening within the entire scene that we're seeing here in Matthew 22. He said, why are you testing me? If you believe what you just said about me, everything you just said, remember how they came to him? Oh, you're truthful. You teach the way of God in truth. You defer no one. You're not partial to any. If you believe that, then why are you testing me with this hypocritical question? Verse 19, he says this, show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, whose likeness and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. Then he said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. <laughs> you know, that's one of those kind of statements right there that you sit there and think, I nearly thought about that. You know, in its simplicity and its purity and in the depth of truth, we would like to say, oh, man, I would have come up with that answer. I knew exactly that. I feel the same way. But is that not the most profound thing? Well, guess what? We're in a great line of a cloud of witnesses here because the last verse we're looking at today, verse 22, says this. And hearing this, they were amazed. And leaving him, they went away. They were amazed at what Jesus said. They were amazed because they couldn't come back at it. It was the absolute truth. And it verified everything they just declared about him, whether they believed it or not. You know, when we find ourselves in difficult situations, the Lord will give us the answer. If we'll seek him, if we'll trust him. Now, quite often, the answer isn't in the timing that I wanted. I want it now. You know what I mean? It may not be exactly when we desire for it to be, but the Lord will grant revelation. He will grant insight. Also, there's something else to be gleaned right here. Again, this was a difficult time, even combative. And uh, why should we think that we're going to be any different? And this was in the midst of people of faith. 
in the midst of people who claimed to be believers, that they were attacking him, they were coming against him, they were trying to set him up. The same thing happens today. The same thing. So fear not. Do even as the Lord did. Okay? Just speak forth the truth, rest in Father, and watch what he does. So we see that some of the religious rulers had failed. We see that the Pharisees had failed. Well, now they're about to send the Sadducees. We'll look at that next time. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again in the next episode. Goodbye.